welcome to this Early Music Vancouver podcast. I'm Eleanor Fry, and I'm speaking with special guest Fami El Kai, who has joined me from his home in Spain. And where exactly are you? In Sevilla. <laughs> okay, nice. Spain, yeah. Hello to everybody. Yeah, thanks so much for talking with us about um, your life and this amazing new program that we're going to hear in Vancouver in early April, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So Fami, I wanted to start off by asking you a little bit about where you came from and your a little bit about your life story. Start at the beginning. Where, where are you from and how did you get involved with music? Did you play any instruments before the viola da gamba? And how did you discover the viola da gamba? Okay. So, well, first, first I would like to say sorry very much because of my English, you know, it's not uh, a very good English, but I hope you at least understand a little bit what, what I'm trying to say. You speak very well. Yeah. Okay. Um, bueno, my, my parents are from uh, Syria and Palestina, mm -hmm. and they came to Spain. They were really very young. I, uh, I think it, they were something around 17, 18 year old, something like this. They came to, to, to study medicine. So, um, yeah, I was born here, here in Spain, in Seville. Mm -hmm. And after I spent like uh, 10 years in Syria. Uh, I lived there for 10, 10 years with uh, my grandmother. And there I started uh, somehow having a little bit uh, of contact with uh, music, you know. There I started learning a little bit of uh, piano with the uh, teacher I had there, but I didn't feel the vocation there. So yeah. the music was some, some, somehow a little part of my life. And then when I came to Spain, I, I was like maybe 11, something there. Mm -hmm. And uh, here the vocation started to be like uh, moving you know, inside of me. So um, it was like uh, when I was 13, something like this. I was uh, a very, um, uh, a big fan of heavy metal, of all the, the, the classic. Metallica. Yeah, Metallica, yeah. Iron <laughs> and all this, uh, uh, this ensemble. And uh, yeah, there I started and it was like, um, how do you say, autodidacta. Mm -hmm. Self-taught. Exactly. Yeah, and um, I had an, a group there, and yeah, and the, when I was, I was 14, 15, something like this, and one of the guys that played uh, with me told me that uh, I I must go to the conservatorium, you know, to, mm. to learn and to put. Uh, I remember the, the phrase he he, uh, he taught to me to to put names uh, to the thing I had in my head, you know. Huh. Uh, that I had like a very good uh, basis, you know, and uh, I had to, you know, to develop all these uh, roots I had, you know. And so I went to the conservatory, I remember, and uh, and there, you know, there were no electric guitar. And there, and I went, went re really very, very late in the year. So I couldn't choose any instrument, you know. And I found a piece of paper, you know, in the wall that were written uh, that it was the first year of 
viola da gamba class you know so yeah it was like uh, very lucky. had you heard of jordi saval and famous gamba players no you there was no legend yeah. i didn't know the, what was viola da gamba and early yeah. music and it's it's a, a very funny name here in spain you know because gamba is the the things we we, we eat you know gambari yeah the shrimp a strange name for an instrument what was this instrument and yeah i started there and uh, yeah and it, it wasn't like very romantic uh, arriving to the early music nor the viola da gamba but uh, you know in a couple of years i started like leaving the electric guitar you know i put it in the uh, on the shelf mm -hmm. yeah absolutely mm -hmm. and uh, yeah i started playing the the viola da gamba and i was very lucky because i have um, i had like a very good contact with with my teacher ventura rico he was a very famous viola da gamba player in spain and uh, he played with, with uh, lots of uh, very famous ensembles here in, in spain and also in, in europe so um, yeah um, so did you go to see him play concerts and you started seeing chamber music yeah. and exposure yeah. mm -hmm. i started very early to do this you know so yeah. i was like uh, 19 and i started making like a like a professional life it's a professional musical life so i had the yeah i this time i could play with uh, all the famous spanish early music uh, musicians you know mm -hmm. jose miguel moreno eduardo lopez banzo uh, all the people that played with jordi sabal you know it was like a very good beginning and uh, yeah from there I, I went to to basel and there you know i started playing with jordi sabal I was playing for 12 years i think 11 years something like this and there it was just like uh, i was in the in the world of early music and unfortunately you know i lost my not love for the electric guitar but uh, not playing <laughs> It's never too late to go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have it in the studio, you know. I have it in the studio and I try, you know, at least to to put my hands on it, you know, a, little, a couple of times every 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 month, something like this. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. mm. Well, this is my, my beginning, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's really fascinating. So do you think that your 10 years in Syria left you with some kind of musical... Uh, mark some kind of other sensibility to another style or type of music that was is, stays with you, or is there anything about your connection to Syria that that is part of your music today? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know, ten years of hearing, um, having in your in your mind, in your heart, in your ears, the Arabic music. You know, it's uh, it's something very powerful somehow you know? so, um, uh, it's like a, another language that uh, you understand and you feel and it's like a mark um, mm, right always have this mark you know inside of you and you cannot avoid it so, i think it's uh, something really very good and uh, that, uh, to be celebrated yeah sure yeah. yeah it's a very important part of it
about this program that you're going to do. How is there a connection between Castille and Samarkand? Is it the Silk Road or tell us a little bit about this long path between these two places? Yeah, well, we have uh, lots of um, historical evidences, you know, that uh, there were lots of uh, exchanges between uh, Persia and Spain, you know. And uh, we had a very famous uh, character here in, in Spain called uh, uh, Juan de Persia. Okay. He was, um, he was like, he was, I think he was a prince, you know, that uh, he had the, the direct touch with the, with the king, you know, in the beginning of the 17th century, something like, something there, end of the 16th century. And, um, and yeah, and they, they exchanged everything, not just, uh, you know, um, political things, but, uh, Food, you know, music. Absolutely. And they have right. like, uh, lots of, um, um, how do you say, um, evidences that, uh, they talked out food. They, mm, they had this connection between arts and music and everything. And so this program is a, a little bit like this with uh, all the respect we can have uh, from one to another side. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, just uh, Share. like, yeah. like yeah. sharing the sharing the table together. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah because, you, you know, we are really very conscious that uh, this is this music are really very far away one from the other. It's like the two very far away part of the world, you know, that uh, are trying to connect and uh, to feel the same thing with music, you know? Yes. So this is why, uh, at least the, the, the part of the program I, I tried to, to put on, on the table, you know, it was like, uh, you know, like very classical and clean concept of the music of this 16th, 17th century in Spain. And yeah, and Kija, I think uh, he also did the same thing. And uh, uh, I, I played like a couple of times with him, with uh, Kija, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, we, we commented this, that uh, the music that we played together, we can, uh, you know, we can mix it really very well with uh, this uh, Spanish music. Because, you know, Spanish music is, in this time, is, it was really very classical. But it has like lots of mm, uh, different flavors, you know, that mm. came from, the, uh, you know, from America, from uh, the black slaves that were living here in, in Spain, also from the Arabic culture, you know, mm. and from the classical mm, uh, Flemish polyphony, you know, that uh, mm -hmm. came from the, the time of Charles V. So, yeah. I think it uh, has like a lot of things happening there and uh, develop, developing this uh, um, uh, identity, you know, of music. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes really very well with, uh, with this Persian music. Huh?
So the music from Spain or more Spanish origin is from the 17th century or a little later. Tell us a few, a few names, some of the, the are there composers or is it more from the improvised tradition? Um, um, yeah. We, um, you know, uh, we're playing some, uh, the most classical piece we're playing in the program is uh, Atiento from um, Correa de Araujo. So it's an arrangement um, for, for the three vials in the classical side. But after I wrote a glossa upon uh, a very famous uh, Villanesca and uh, another contrapoint upon the, the Canto Llano, de la Inmaculada Concepción. So this is a very famous melody in, in Seville that was sung uh, everywhere and uh, was uh, used for every holy day of the year. And uh, after we have, yeah, the dancers, we're going to play Fandango, we're, we're going to make uh, Pasamezzo. Fandango is like uh, more in this, uh, in this side of the connection and the and the mestizage with uh, the, the the black side of the the, the spanish culture Viola da Gamba world, you know, you know, I came from the electric guitar, you know, I made all the pieces of the ensemble, you know, I made all the solos, you know, it was like a really huge creative life that uh, unfortunately you lose a little bit this with, uh, sure. you know, with the Viola when you start just, uh, and so this is why I always, you know, try to be like also in the creative uh, part of, uh, of the music, mm. because, you know, it, uh, it's uh, somewhere in the heart, you know, that uh, I, yeah, I don't want to, to, to lose and it makes me very, uh, uh, yeah, feel like a, a real musician, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes a lot of sense knowing where you started, how you kept the creativity inside your, your group and your performances. Um, so you were talking earlier about connecting two very far away places. And I imagined Samarkand, and then I imagined Vancouver and Victoria, and it's a whole other big, big journey and you'll have to take a plane for many hours. And so what do you think 
it, it's like to connect another far distance when you come all the way there and you bring these places together. What, what happens? What's, what's the kind of impact or the, you know, that we can, that you experience when you go to such a faraway place, bringing music from even farther away? You know, the first impact is uh, jet lag, you know? Yeah. So... <laughs> Sleepiness. Yeah. <laughs> Headaches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, um, I really, when when we play, it's like uh, be somehow like at home, you know. When I'm making music, like always, I have the feeling of being at uh, really at at home. Probably, you know, you feel uh, good, bad, or whatever. Uh, yeah, when you take the plane, when you arrive, and when uh, you know, and uh, if you are like a, with a very far away culture, uh, for example, it happens to me when I go to to Japan. There, you know, you feel a little bit weird the, the first couple of hours, but when you start making music and you start rehearsing and you start uh, yeah, playing your concerts, you're once again at uh, at home. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. Once again, in, in your cave. So I feel the music always the, the the same. For me, it doesn't change. You know, we played like in very weird places. You know, and uh, and yeah, but we had always the at least me. I had like always the the same feeling with the music. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah, in Vancouver we will be very happy and. Uh, and I think the 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 connection is uh, the human culture, whatever yeah. you know, really very close. You know, so I think yeah. it will will feel really very nice there. Yeah. You will. It's so beautiful and it's lovely. And will it be your first time to the west of Canada? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the first time for for me and for the ensemble in in Canada. So mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah. And what do you look forward to seeing? Is there anything? or experiencing while you're traveling in this particular tour? Well, I love this tour because we have like, uh, like four or five days, four or five, three days, because normally it's like five concerts in seven days. <laughs> so you can be, you know, in the romantic uh, side of the, yeah. of the tour there. <laughs> traveling, playing and uh, eating something, you know, so it's like, uh, uh, nothing more. It's it's impossible. So you know, I love this uh, tournée. You have uh, when you have like yeah, three four days. You know the city. You know the the people. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, you can think a little bit in other things uh, than uh, yeah. you know theater, um, yeah. playing, and uh, and why not music? You know. And there might be a surprise. Something comes and you get an idea and then you go do it for on your free day so there's more room for uh yes. yeah. for a surprise discovery yeah just to have a walk you know in the yeah. cities sometimes you say how many times did, uh, did you play in uh, in paris i played like 30 times probably in my life you know and i don't know paris you know mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah i know the airports you know, and uh, <laughs> the hotels and uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah.
Um, well, I think that we have probably used up our time and thanks for telling us about yourself and, and your music. Um, and till next time. Thank you very much.